In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, of course, the host of the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast, where we help loan officers get more agent referrals so they can become the go-to lender in their market. Hey, wanted to share with you another success story. I've been chatting with some of our members at the within the uh, Mortgage Marketing Pro Marketing Mastery platform membership that we have. Uh, and I was talking with one of our members, Glenda White. What's up? Shout out to you out of the Dallas, Texas area. Uh, we're going through some numbers and... Um, was asking Glenda uh, what percentage of her business uh, had come from her following our system and our platform here. And what she told me was uh, by being part of our platform now for two years, um, 40% of her business has come from following the system and the platform and executing on the actions that we uh, coach people on through our platform. And what that equates to for her is 40% of her business. That was a total of 7.2 million in fundings just from the following the, the, our platform, our process, our teaching, et cetera, being part of the calls, executing teaching agent classes in our local market, the follow-up, everything that we do with that mindset coaching. So I'll say that again, for those of you who missed it, 40% of her business, 7.2 million. What do you make? What's your, what's your commission rate? Like if that was you, right? If you were able to generate $7 million, right? In new or additional business, what's that worth to you? You make 100 basis points, you make 125, you make 150. Do the quick math on that and ask yourself. Let's just say that that's, you make 125 basis points, that's $90,000 in income. Like, what would you invest to get a return of $90,000? What would be a good ROI on that? I mean, you know, there's the old example of like, hey, if, if I asked you, right, for a dollar, right, and every time you gave me a dollar, I gave you two back. How many times would you make that investment? Right? All day long, right? So it's very simple. If you're willing to invest in your business and if you're willing to take action and follow a proven system and a plan, show up, do the work, have an open mind, be coachable, that could be you. You could be getting that type of a lift in your business. And you just need to decide what's that worth to you. Maybe you want to learn more about what we do. If you do, go to mortgagemarketing.pro. I've got a brand new video up there. I've got testimonials. I've got 
examples from Glenda herself on how she's crushing it, following our system and program, as well as others. And what is your plan for the new year for 2023? How are you going to add new business, right? Uh, recapture some of the void that's happened with the right disappearance of refis, et cetera. How are you going to get in front of referral partners and more? How are you going to leverage social media? How are you going to have a content strategy? How are you going to show up? What are you going to do? Mortgagemarketing.pro. Want to learn more? You can schedule a call with me and go from there. All right. This episode, I'm bringing you somebody who I'm just massively impressed with and who's, who's just been crushing it on YouTube. It's a real estate agent this time, Levi Lassick, uh, who's out of the Denver... Denver. Edit that. Three, two, one. All right. This episode, I am bringing you Levi Lassick out of Dallas, Texas. And uh, Levi has come on the scene in a fast and furious way, crushing it with YouTube. Uh, he started out... Uh, in his business uh, just a couple of years ago. As a matter of fact, his uh, first year in business on YouTube, he generated 600 leads with a 12% conversion rate. Uh, and that was only with uh, 7,000 subscribers. So with just 7,000 subscribers, by the way, in 2021, uh, he generated a million dollars in GCI, gross commission income. And he's been off and running uh, since then. And it's just been continuing to uh, you know, do an amazing job with building a personal brand on YouTube and executing on it consistently. Uh, for 2022, you're going to hear he's going to hit $100 million for 2022. All this is coming from YouTube, guys, gals, YouTube, right? So I think, and by the way, if you can feel free to share this episode, Mortgage Professionals, with your real estate agents and all the accompanying resources that are in the show notes, his book, his YouTube channel, et cetera. This is a chance for you to learn for yourself, number one. But number two, use this as an opportunity to share it with real estate agents and pour into them and share some something of usefulness and relevance that may make an impact in their business if they choose to go this route of YouTube. So I think you're going to love this. Uh, Levi Lassick, great conversation. Go check him out in the show notes. Check out his uh, upcoming book, which is a link in the show notes called Passive Prospecting. And without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Levi, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jeff. My pleasure. And I know we were on a tight time frame here today, so we're going to go fast and furious and come at this rapid fire. Let's start for those who are listening. Uh, tell them who's Levi. What does he do? Well, I'm I'm a uh, I'm I'm actually a YouTuber that has a real estate license. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. So uh, the thing is, is that uh, started the journey, released the first YouTube video on December fifth of twenty twenty. Uh, so twenty twenty one was really the first full year. We didn't close a home. Uh, I partnered with my my business partner Travis Plum. Uh, we didn't you know close anything in December, and I decided to go down this YouTube journey. Didn't close a single home in the first quarter of twenty twenty one. And the last nine months, we got the first two two deals under contract in April of 2021. And then from there, over the next nine months, in our first year, we ended up closing 64 transactions, 33 and a half million in volume, and just at a million 7,000 in GCI uh, in the first year. Now this year, uh, 2022, our second year, uh, we will hit, uh, we just hit a hundred million uh, that is projected to close. We've already closed 92 million so far and, and uh, have another 8 million pending, which we could add another, you know, 
couple hundred thousand here or there, maybe another couple of million, but uh, that was kind of the goal this year. Actually, our goal was 105 million. So we're going to come in probably right around 100, uh, maybe maybe even get to 105, depending on these last two weeks. So we'll see. But but that's it. I mean, it, it's it's just something going from not in the industry to, to brand new to trying to figure out the best way to attract business and, and uh, you know, developing a plan before getting into real estate is really what it is. But if you really want to know me, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm from a small town in Texas, you know, Stephenville, it's a couple hours South of Dallas. If you're not milking cows or riding bulls, not much else to do there. Uh, you know, grew up extremely, uh, you know, financially challenged as a family. And so, you know, my parents didn't go to college. My two older brothers didn't go to college. They raised me believing that I would never go to college either, not to their fault. They just always said, we can't afford it, can't afford it, can't afford it. And so I did what most country boys do to get out of the country. And I joined the military and that's what got me out. I thought that was 1999 actually. And I thought everything was uh, good to go. The world was at peace. And then two years later, September 11th happened. And, you know, that sent me uh, to Iraq shortly after that. So I spent a 12 month deployment over there uh, with the infantry and ran gun trucks, combat patrols, all of that in the middle of Baghdad. You know, whenever I got out of there in 2006 is whenever I, I you know, ventured into selling cell phones, really so went from selling cell phones to pharmaceuticals to financial services and then transitioned into real estate and uh you know during that time frame and so here i am now and and uh that's that's kind of the short uh, short version of the story there yeah thank you for that so that well prepared you for a career in real estate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah everything to not do with real estate <laughs> uh well uh, thank you for your service obviously um okay Thanks. so so just keeping an eye know that we got to there's so much we could do this like in an hour but we got to cover this in 30 minutes or less so Thank you for that setup. Um, I wrote down something uh, and let's go back to the numbers you rattled off. First year uh, you generated from YouTube exclusively 600 leads at a 12% conversion is what I had read. Probably. Yes. Okay. Roughly. Um, So that is a super hyper fast clip. Like those numbers, you give me the first year again, the first year it was like you generated a million GCI. But the thing I want to point out for people is you didn't do that with a hundred thousand subscribers. Right. You did it with a small audience, right? Yeah, we had by the end of uh, 2021, I think we had roughly around 7,000, 7,500 subscribers, which which also landed us a uh, a feature or not a feature, but a mention in the uh, second edition of YouTube Secrets by Sean Cannell and Benji Travis, mm-hmm. and which that's a book I highly recommend people read if they're starting out their YouTube journey. It's called YouTube Secrets. But, you know, Sean Cannell, Benji Travis heard of our story um, that, you know, the success we had had. And so the reason they 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 mentioned us in the book is because you know most YouTubers get their notoriety from having a million subscribers or you know been in the business for 3 to 4 years they have huge affiliate incomes you know all this all these you know things but it usually took them i mean look it took Mr Beast what 5 years to get to a thousand subscribers. So, you know, that's the thing is that we, uh, I understood a plan going in. I knew I had a very target audience, a very niche audience. I knew exactly who I wanted to target from there. And so, you know, that's why YouTube is so powerful because our call to action was, was off platform. It was, you know, uh, to, to buy or sell homes. So we're fortunate we're in an industry that's a very high ticket item. Right. And it's funny because somebody described me once as a super affiliate for real estate. And so, you know, and that's what we did is we used YouTube um, to market Dallas, you know, and, and to put information out there about people that are searching to live in Dallas. And because, you know, commissions are what they are in real estate, 
you know, you only need a couple of deals and you can start earning a, a very serious income. I wasn't expecting it to just take off this far and this fast, but also uh, that's mainly, uh, you know, part to my my business partner, Travis, who is very ambitious and wanted to really ramp up and, and also took a hold of the transactional side to allow me to keep producing content, which is why I say I'm really a YouTuber with a real estate license because it allowed me to focus on continually staying consistent on content, pumping it out, mm. having someone like him that could handle the clients. And the good thing for him is, you know, he was just starting out in real estate too. And he's never cold called, door knocked, you know, spin a money, spin a penny on postcards, uh, nothing. It was just leads coming in from YouTube just passed on. He was able to handle and close those very quickly. So yeah, monetizing, uh, and this really works for any small business owner, you know, and, and if you're an electrician or a plumber or a contractor, uh, I mean, you have the opportunity out there to, to you know, people are searching for information. I mean, there's actually a plumber in Dallas that I know does more business from YouTube than he does, you know, in his regular plumbing business. But now he has sponsorships and things like that. Uh, but the thing is, is, you know, he educates people on how to fix things around the house due to plumbing. But the thing is, is, you know, whenever I had a pipe bust in my backyard, uh, he's the one I called, right? Um, and, and now I ended up paying him $7,000 <laughs> to fix that busted pipe because they had to excavate my whole backyard and, and do all of that. So, you know, that's the thing when you give away value and you're not worried about trying to make the $100 or the $200 from a leaky faucet and you can teach somebody how to do that for free, it's the same thing in, in Dallas, you know, or with real estate. We educate people on what they're searching for, and and it just allows them to consume as much content as possible. And whenever they're ready to make that bigger purchase, you know the relationship is already established and, and built for you because the video did all that work up front for you. So when people call us, they already feel like they know us, and they they've already made that decision that they want to work with us. So it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, is it mostly you on the videos then uh, versus your partner? Yeah. 99%. So like you said, you're the kind of face of the brand and the company he's dealing with the clients and the transactions. All right. Let me, uh, let's, let's go kind of rapid fire here. You could have done a multiple of things. You could have gone all in on Instagram, et cetera. Why did you choose YouTube to go all in? I'm going to assume you went all in on YouTube and kind of ignored the other social platforms for a bit. Yeah, great question. Uh, so actually, YouTube was my last choice. So really? whenever I was I was researching over the summer of 2020, so my financial services business I had for the last five years uh, did, was doing very well. I, I, I had contracts with Dallas ISD, so I worked with all the teachers on retirement planning. And which was very lucrative because they only approve a small a small amount of uh, people to do that. And so, uh, you know, when the school shut down uh, along with the world in April of 2020, like my business shut down overnight. Something that I've been building for the last five years, and I just thought. You know, I didn't know when the end in sight was. I didn't know when schools were going to come back. When was the world going to open back up? And so uh, that's when I knew I needed to make a transition. So over the summer of 2020, I just researched and and I've got very good friends that have always been in real estate. They've been trying to get me in real estate for 20 years and I never wanted to be a real estate agent. <laughs> so I was like, nope, uh, sorry, don't want to do that. So now I was kind of forced in a situation where I needed to to make a move. And so I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do real estate, how... How do I compete? How am I going to break into a Dallas market, very competitive with brokers and agents that have been here for 10, 15, 20, 30 years? Uh, and who am I just to come in? And I didn't really want to start at the bottom all over again, but I knew I would have to. But I thought, how can I attract business? What's the fastest way to do that with the least amount of money? Well, of course, social media is probably the way to do that. But which platform? Right. I understood the pitfall 
I think a, a lot of agents starting out make this mistake is that they listen to people telling them they have to be on everywhere. You know, you got to be everywhere all the time. And so they end up putting 20% effort across five different platforms and they never truly understand one. But these platforms are so powerful if you understand them from the producer side versus a consumer side. So if you actually dig in and, and, and understand and study one platform, you will go much further diving in on one than you will just trying to dabble in five. So for me, I knew I wanted to pick one platform, but which platform? Well, in 2020, every agent was telling me Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, because that's where they were. And and mainly doing with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, mainly TikTok as well, because every agent in 2020 would wake up one day and say, Oh, I've got 10,000 followers overnight. You know, I got one video went viral, but you know, when I started looking, okay, well, what's the business coming from that? Uh, now, look, there's there's agents that are turning over business from those platforms, but it wasn't anything that was um, impressive to me as far as uh, full-time income. It was mostly supplementing their current businesses, you know, and they were getting a deal or two here or there. So I just, YouTube was the last choice, but I actually picked up the book, YouTube Secrets. Uh, that's when the first edition uh, was the only edition. And I started to read through that and it made me realize, okay, YouTube's a search engine, not a social media platform. And that's the other thing is I've, I've always had this love-hate relationship with social media, uh, which I think most 40-year-olds and above do anyways. Uh, and so that's why I think the other platforms just didn't really resonate with me and my personality. So once I thought maybe if I find uh, things that people are already searching for on YouTube and I can create that those videos maybe that that seemed like a better fit for my personality. And then what I realized as I researched more was that, well, nobody's going on to, to YouTube to, to look for a real estate agent. They're going on there to research about Dallas or your neighborhood or your suburb or your city. And so when I started to understand that, I thought, oh, well, I don't have to try to educate people on the escrow process and the title process and the VA loan and, and the FHA loan, because first of all, I, I hadn't even done a transaction yet. So I could easily read about that stuff and regurgitate it, but it didn't feel authentic to me. And so uh, once I started to understand that people were searching, because what I did was I was like, well, let me let me see what people are actually looking for. And I looked at like Plano, Texas, a suburb of Dallas on Google, and it got about 90,500 searches per month. But whenever I looked at the search volume on YouTube, it got 834,000 searches per month. So that was 10 times the search volume on YouTube over Google. And you're talking almost a million searches a month for just one of the suburbs in Dallas. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, I know everything about Dallas, mostly everything. I've been here for 20 years. And if I can make content about Dallas, that I can do. And, and if people are searching that information, maybe I can capture the market that way. And what I found was not a lot of people were doing that on YouTube. So then I... Then I felt like I found the gap to where I could I could squeeze in there and start producing content on that. And what I learned was I started to capture people in the research phase before they've ever decided to hire an agent. You know, and so the thing is, is that you have to start thinking the way the consumer thinks, which is, you know, hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. And we're thinking about moving to Dallas or Denver or Milwaukee. Uh, let's go do some research on the area. You know, people don't typically say, hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. Let's go on Facebook and see what's on the market. Or, hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. Let's go to Instagram and see if we can find an agent posting really cool market reports. Or, hey, let's go on TikTok and see if we can find the best dancing real estate agent. You know, they're saying, hey, let's learn about the area first. They're not even thinking about a real estate agent. They're not thinking about the escrow process. They're not thinking about a VA loan or an FHA loan. They're thinking, 
Let's find a, a, a good area, a suburb, a neighborhood. Let's find something that fits with us. So they start researching that. And when we've had so much content there and we pop up over and over again, they just start watching all the content. And then they're like, well, shoot. Well, Levi's given us all the information anyways. We might as well call this guy. And so we become their agent by default. And so, you know, the thing is, is that not a single person has ever asked me uh, how much business have I done? How long have I been in business? What brokerage am I with? Uh, you know, none of that. They didn't care. They, you know, how does the escrow, nobody, their initial call was, thank you for so much information on Dallas. Could you tell me a little bit more about the neighborhood or this or that? And just, you know, uh, and so that's what they're curious about, not the other stuff that I think a lot of people typically default to making uh, their content towards because they they want to educate, which is nothing wrong with that, but it's not what people are initially searching for. Right, right. Yeah, good stuff there for sure. How do you, uh, I'm sure you've gone through a process of figuring out what content's going to resonate. And some of it's just trial and error, but I'm looking at your YouTube channel right now, and I'm sure you've looked at this, what what seems to get the most um, views. So what, what, what kind of filter do you put your content strategy through? I just keep trying to provide value. Now, the the problem is, is that our number one video is is a neg- negative video, so to speak. Don't which, move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> things, we, things we hate about Dallas. Unfortunately, you know, they, and the news, what they say, if it bleeds, it leads. Right. You know? uh, and True. so that's the kind of the truth on YouTube. You, and, and you look at any fire, uh, fire uh, thumbnail, you know, everybody's talking about market crashing and those, right. it all has a ton of views. And, and I've done I've done two of those videos and they got a ton of views. But I just I decided to take the approach that, you know what, I just want to continue to provide value on suburbs, neighborhoods, areas, things, mm-hmm. that, you know, because um, because I want to capture the people that are looking because the, the reality is, is that people buy and sell homes in every single market. Uh, whether it's up, down, sideways, or upside down, and people have to move sometimes. And and so whenever they're researching, we want to capture those people versus paint this negative picture. Now, that doesn't mean I won't do another, you know, cons of Dallas or something Mm -hmm. like that, because it does capture attention. I just don't do them. You know, some, some channels, that's all they do. Negativity, negativity, negativity. And some of those are super high views, you know, and, and, uh, but I don't want to, I don't want to default to that. Uh, I just want to continually provide value, continually educate them on the neighborhoods, the suburbs, the areas. And, and also what I do is I just, I I talk to the viewer and I say the viewer, like the single person that I'm making that video for. And I will mention things and I'll, I'll tell stories of the people that we got under contract in the last week and, and why they made those decisions. And so I just let people know, look, if it's a time for you to move and this is the right decision for you and your family, or if you're still a little bit unsure, just give us a call. Because the thing is, is that we're not going to force you to buy a house, but we do need to understand your situation and we can talk through and see if this is a good time for you, depending on, uh, you know, what, whether the rates are what they are or, uh, you know, it, it just depends. You know, again, people make moves all the time and we want to be there. Uh, first of all, we want to be the most visible, which means we want to provide the most content or put out the most content, be the most visible, and then also provide value behind that. So uh, for me though, uh, 
also to kind of answer your question, you know, vlog tours, taking people out in the neighborhoods, those have always done popular map tours. Uh, I, su- I was surprised by that just by getting on a screen share and walking people through the map of an area uh, because anybody can do that online, but they can't have your perspective and your feedback and your opinions on, you know, things to do. Yes. Google may say it's 20 minutes to the airport, but is it really 20 minutes, you know? So just giving them the inside track. So for us, uh, yes, I've done a couple of those in negative videos. They've done well, but I, I prefer to just continually uh, just try to provide value. And then and then uh, depending on the situation, then I, I will talk about uh, things that are happening in the market. But I, I try to embed that in the video versus directing the entire video about that. Sure. Um, was this outside of your comfort zone to start doing these tours? You know? Uh I, no, not really. The thing is, is that I've been in sales, you know, all those jobs I mentioned earlier were all sales jobs. And, and the thing is, is I've always enjoyed meeting with people, talking with people. But what I realized, and that's what I didn't want to make the same mistake going into real estate, is that every time I did that before, it was all one-to-one. And at the end of the day, every conversation that I had with a client was died with that with that client. And so every single day I started my sales career over every single day. And I think that's what a, a single agent does every single day. And so if you don't put that information on video and the way I viewed this was is that now I just have a conversation with the camera instead of a person. But now so for in the beginning was that a little awkward? Yeah, because I sure. you know, I was used to feeding off of people's facial expressions, having them ask questions, you know, tone out, you know, all that stuff. And and when you're talking to a camera, uh, <laughs> you have to hold a con- yeah, you have to hold a conversation with the camera to be able to make the video engaging. You know, you don't want to be a robot. You don't. So I think that was more of the. It wasn't. I had. I never had a fear of the camera. I just had to adapt to having a conversation with the camera versus a real person. So I think that was the, the challenge for me. But that was also something that I just very quickly pretended like you know, this is my, my best friend sitting right in front of me and I'm going to, you know, show them around town and, and have that conversation with them. Why do you think your channel took off so fast? It makes me curious because, you know, I, I know, you know, this, there's work that can go into keywords and, yep. you know, thumbnails, those are all important, right? But it's not just that. And I don't know if there, there's like an easy answer to what make you, what made your channel take off fast, but maybe you've got an answer for that. Well, I think for yes, uh, simple things was is I did the research. I I found out what what were the most searched areas in Dallas, and I started there. So that gave me better opportunity to get found sooner. You didn't just uh, wing it, is the point, right? No, no, I, I I built out a whole business plan before I started, and and that's the thing is I I studied it once I decided on YouTube. Mm. I studied YouTube for about two months, about sixty days. And that's where going back to, I like to call this hyper learning because I believe you can hyper learn any subject in this day and age. You know, uh, if you want to be a psychologist, <laughs> you know, you could probably uh, watch YouTube Get an online certificate <laughs> yeah, and read books and, and right. you know, watch some doc. I mean, you could, you could consume so much information inside of 60 days. You could probably condense, you know, a four-year college degree in 60 days if you just yeah, just hyper learn that. And so I just dug into everything I could on YouTube uh, for, for 60 days. And then, so I had a whole plan laid out of, uh, ahead of me. So I knew what I was doing, why I was doing it. Now I didn't know if it was going to work or how it was going to work or exactly play out, but I just, I didn't question. 
uh, what, what am I going to do this week or next week? I knew, okay, I'm going to start in this suburb, film this video, go to this suburb, film that video. And it was a whole progression. So from there, the other aspect I would say is that I noticed uh, the couple of agents and there were only a couple in Dallas at the time were doing one video a week. So yeah. I just said, I'm going to do three. And when you triple everyone else's efforts, not only will you catch them, you'll pass them up, you know, especially if they stay uh, at that at that level of, of work of what they're doing. And so for me, I was extremely consistent for at least the first year and a half on three videos a week. So I just flooded YouTube with as much Dallas content as possible. And so now people, it's very difficult for them to get around that. Are you batch filming content? I do it at all different types of ways. Uh, it just depends. Uh, like we were talking a little bit offline. Uh, we've had quite the travel schedule and speaking schedule and podcasts and everything else. And so, and then, you know, everything else that goes in between. And so some days, uh, one day I'll, I'll batch for a whole month and then, and then the month goes by. And the next thing I know, I'm trying to just film a few videos to get out that week. So, um, I'm, I'm trying to work on getting better on schedule. I wish, I wish I could say, Oh, every Saturday was this. I plan like this Friday. I have Friday blocked off for content. We already got three meetings that came up that have to happen on Friday, you know? And so for me, it's like, all right, I'll just go out this Saturday. No, no problem. And I can knock out three or four videos. I can sit down in front of the computer. Uh, if I need to record a 15 minute video, it does take me 15 minutes. So literally I could sit down as long as I have my topic and a few bullet points, you know, I can, I can knock it out. So I haven't missed any content. And I would like to get more on a schedule, but yes, uh, you, you know, depending on your schedule and what works for you, I don't recommend doing it week by week because if life happens, health happens, family happens, or real estate happens, then nothing can happen. And if you and if you start skipping weeks, I do believe consistency is key, especially in the beginning. So I always recommend people film at least a month's worth of content ahead of time before they start. Now, if you can only do three videos a week. And then film three videos a week for a month and then publish the first video. And then what happens is, is now you've got your months worth of content ahead of you. And then you can start filming three videos a week as you go. And then you'll, you'll technically stay a month ahead of schedule the whole time. But, you know, stuff comes up, you'll, you'll miss a week. And so that's what starts to put you behind. And so, yes, you just have to figure out what works best for you. And that's either getting on, getting on a cadence of doing it every single week or every other week, or even once a month, uh, which you can do this once a month as well. But for me, I also like to get a feel of what's going on, different areas that I want to talk about or, or, you know, things like that. So I, um, you know, I'll, I'll try to stay at least two weeks out ahead of time. Okay. Um, I noticed you're doing um, a fair amount of lives as well. Um, and they seem to be predominantly interviews, but what's the strategy with the lives? Uh, what do you want to tell us about those? Uh, yeah, I think it's just to change it up a little bit, but also to, to help, uh, our community, you know, the people that, that we've been working with, uh, help build channels in other States and areas, you know, so that it's not necessarily an interview. We've been doing this versus series for a little bit. Yeah. I see um, that, but the, yeah. the Austin one, the, yeah. The Dallas snobs versus the Austin hippies. That's good. Yeah. 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 So we had a little fun with that. Um, and so, so that's just something that uh, we get a lot of interaction on there. And so that's why we do it, but it also takes the place of, you know, a piece of content per week. So if you're kind of struggling week to week 
And you're better kind of just, you know, talking it up. And then you get one or two people on there, which we always have at least two to four people on our live. Then, then, then you don't have to be the entire content the whole time. So, you know, we might get our mortgage broker on there. We've gotten a credit guy on there. We've gotten, you know, agents we help in other cities to do the versus series. So we just like to change it up, give a little variety and then. You just get on there and have fun like we're doing right now. And then it, you don't have to say, and then you can say, okay, that gives me one piece of dedicated content per week. And then, you know, you can become kind of like your own uh, real estate news outlet for mm-hmm. your city. I mean, that that's the reality of it. And so, so if you start focusing on a live per week and then you have, you know, uh, you release a vlog video per week and a map video, that's three pieces of content you're going to you're you're going to get some business if you do that and you can stay consistent. So the live is really kind of to take the pressure off of just trying to sit down, film something, go out and do something. But uh, you know, again, but also get some interaction with there. It allows we've had our own team members on there, so it allows people to to meet the team, so to speak. And so uh, yeah, we just we just um, do all types of variety with that. Do you think interviewing local business owners for lives is a good example? No, uh, <laughs> no. Tell me, tell me, because a lot of people have tried to be that digital mayor, you know? Yeah, I, I just, uh, you, it, you better find somebody that's extremely, li- but I, I just don't think people really care about, you know, uh, Barb's coffee shop, you know, yeah. it's, 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 on it's YouTube cool. specifically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what is, what is, and if Barb is boring, then, then it really, <laughs> and sucks. the video is boring. Right. Yeah. It really sucks. And so I, I think, you want to control your content. You want to be the you want to be the curator of that. Uh, I know my partner. I know the people we bring on. Uh, you know, like I said, it's mostly people that are agents that are we're helping them with their YouTube channel. So I know they're they're comfortable on camera. That's the other thing. Sometimes business owners will freeze up. You know, they can't they can't talk straight. Uh, they can't articulate things, and so uh, you can't account for those types of things. I just prefer not to do it, and I don't think people. Really, I think people know when they move to Dallas, they will find a cool coffee shop, but that's not a priority for them. Uh, especially to, yeah, especially to hear about it from, you know, um, nothing well, smart either. The, the filter, I'm looking at your live topics, these thumbnails, the filter is still through the filter, the lens of how does this serve the viewer? So like yeah. you said, it's comparing Austin versus Dallas, or it's a uh, live Q&A with you about Dallas, the market crash, investing in, fix your credit, like you said you know, what is the, what are the topics and subjects that people who are interested in potentially moving to Dallas, right. Or buying in Dallas would be interested in. Correct. That seems yep. to be the Okay, yes. cool. Yep. Um, real quick then, what about shorts? Where does that fit into your strategy? Well, now it, it does significantly since they just did a massive update last month and now search uh, uh, shorts are searchable content on, on top of that, they've separated them uh, from on feeds. So it's a separate tab on your channel. So I'm all for some shorts. I do believe that though you want to build your base up with long form content. YouTube is a long form platform, uh, period. People go there to research, to consume long-form content. Our average view durations are nine and a half to 10 and a half minutes on video. That's average. So, you know, the people that say attention spans are dead these days, which is why you can only be a dancing real estate agent on TikTok. I say, that's not true. You know, people are going to YouTube to specifically watch long-form content. I mean, most... Uh, they talk about Gen Zs and and these people only being on TikTok. I mean, YouTube is like their primary uh, platform for for long form consumption over anything else. No Hulu, no Netflix. They're going to YouTube. On top of that, um, you know the uh, the I think like sixty four percent 
of Gen Z's or, or kids now between like eight to 15, their goal is to be a YouTuber, you know? Yeah. And so they're, they're consuming this, that content and it's there, but like attracts like, you know, our, our, our clients we attract are between 30 to 50 years old. You know, I'm 43, my, my business partner is 35 and, and we typically work with 30 to 50 year olds, you know, so you will attract your audience, which is people just like you through video. So, you know, it's a, it's a, I think it's the, you want to focus on the long form content, build your base there, incorporate shorts as you go, but I wouldn't make it the primary strategy. And then last thing, briefly, are you repurposing your long form to other platforms now? Uh, we, we do, but we just, we haven't seen a lot of traction. I mean, uh, we have a TikTok channel, uh, but, and that's the thing is, as now I've started to create some more specific short form content that can easily go to Instagram or, or TikTok or something like that. Uh, now that, but, but it's still a primary goal for YouTube. So I'm creating with YouTube in mind, and then we can add it over to the other platforms, but it's just not a focus. It's more of just having a presence there for us. You know, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but we're just, we're just doubling down. We're trying to go as deep as possible in YouTube, uh, you know, again, because uh, the, I just know, I, I feel that's where the business is. And I think a, a hundred million elementary school. Yeah. I think a hundred million dollars is uh, I, I still don't know of a lot of people that are doing the volume we're doing from any social platform. So, yeah. so until somebody surpasses us on that volume, if they do that on TikTok, I, I'll, I'll definitely look at some TikTok more in depth. <laughs> so, so you, you train and coach agents, and you know you're you're probably building a team of agents, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, this may may sound like a, a softball, or you may be biased. Um, <laughs> But I'm really curious because a lot of agents, as you know, are like, well, where should I be on? Where should I be social? And I'm going to assume this may sound very obvious, but I'm going to assume like if you were on your deathbed and you're like, dude, let me tell you the one place to be on social, like you'd be telling them YouTube for all the reasons we know and you've discussed. Would you be saying that? Well, I'm, I, I mean, I, I typically say, uh, I typically say, figure out what type of person you are, you know? So sometimes I tell you, maybe YouTube is not for you. So I, I think there's four main types of people. There's people, people, you know, people, persons, uh, there's readers and writers, there's, there's phone call people and there's video people. So first of all, figure out which one of those four are you, if you're a phone call person, you may love to make cold calls all day. You know, you may love to call Fizbos and that just may be your thing. Uh, maybe you want to talk to people over the phone versus actually see them or talk to a camera. So if that's you, go do that. Now, um, the thing is, is that you could set up a camera beside you and record those calls. And then if you want to ever grow your team or teach others how to do that, you'd have all that documented. So, uh, but you can just document what you're doing. So I, I don't know. I, I just, we, we're actually bringing a, a couple onto our team that did 50 deals last year from Instagram. So, you know, that's their thing. And, and I'm saying that I know people can do business from these other platforms. And if you feel like Instagram is is a better fit for you and that's where you play around all day and you consume Instagram all the time. Yeah, it may be the the better fit for you. So I I encourage people to go with the path of least resistance from the fact that um if it's if it's easier for you to go, I'm not saying take the easy path, but I'm just saying take the path of least resistance if something is a little bit more natural for you. So, you know, if you're a people person, Maybe you need to do open houses every single weekend and that's your thing, you know? So, so, uh, and, and you can't make a video to save your life. Okay. Well, don't look, I believe you can do anything you want. However, 
I also don't believe in being miserable, <laughs> like forcing yourself to be on video every single day if you can't stomach it and you absolutely hate it. So, you know, talk to yourself and ask yourself, where, what do I want to do? And if and if you consume Instagram, play on Instagram, love Instagram, then I would say figure out a strategy to monetize that, you know, and figure out and learn everything you can about Instagram. So uh, yes, I mean, I still think YouTube is the, the dominant platform and the way to go. However, I also believe in meeting people where they're at uh, with their personality and what's going to be comfortable for them. And then, you know, but go all in on that thing. And then, and then you can branch off elsewhere if you want to, but figure out something first, dominate one thing and then, and then go from there. Awesome. That's a very honest, fair answer. Okay. I know we're at the end of our time here and I want to, uh, direct people to, if you want to learn more from Levi, he's got tons of resources. We're going to put links to all of it in the show notes, his YouTube channel, et cetera. But you've got a new book coming out. Uh, Discover how this is called Passive Prospecting. Dominate your market without cold calling, chasing clients, or spending money on ads. Uh, we're going to put a link into that. It's PassiveProspecting.com. Is that a free book? Tell me about that real quick. How do they get Oh, that? no. No, yeah. that's going to be... Uh, that's, it's 40,000 words. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of words. Yeah. It's uh, 160 pages on a, on a Google doc. So whatever that's going to turn into on the book format. No, it's a legit, um, we're working with a publisher. We got the forward, okay. the, I mean, we got Ryan Serhan to write the forward on that book, um, which is a huge deal for us. And, uh, the first half of the book, the first nine chapters are the passive prospecting principles. So why YouTube is so important and why it's so different from everything else. And then the, the last five chapters is how to do it. We actually walk you through content creation. We actually walk you through optimization. We actually walk you through, uh, you know, uh, lead generate, uh, you know, a lead conversion. So we take you through the last five steps, the last five chapters how to do that, uh, how to implement it and give you really step-by-step -step on it. So I think it's going to be, I think it's different than any other type of book I've really seen as far as super uh, nuts and bolts on the back end, but on the front end, also explaining all the principles that fall into place. So I'm excited about it. No, it's the real deal, but it's, uh, it's we're going to have it in hardcover and paperback. It's going to be available on Amazon. We'll have an audible, we'll, we'll have an audio version on audible. So all of that's to come. Nice. Love it. And so for people to learn more, they can go to passiveprospecting.com, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, cool. And we'll put a link into that to the show notes as well. Levi, I know you got to jump. Uh, let's uh, say goodbye to you. Thank you so much for being here. This has been an awesome clinic. You're kicking ass, obviously, and taking names. Appreciate your time. And if you want to do a follow-up sometime, you know, uh, I appreciate you. I just got backed up here. So uh, yeah, I'm always happy to come back if you want to do a little bit longer, dig a little deeper. Oh yeah. We'll do a little surgery on YouTube. <laughs> let's go. Uh, Hey, listeners, hope you enjoyed this episode. So check out the resources in the show notes. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Bye Thanks. for now. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you. Everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus 
done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.